Welcome to the Arise Podcast. I'm Tanya Anderson, CEO at Arise. It's my pleasure to have with me today Becky Schaefer, who works as our Inclusive Recreation Coordinator out at Arise at the Farm. Welcome, Becky. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Now, you work out at Arise at the Farm, and can you tell folks just really briefly, if we can, because it's such a wonderful, magical place, (laughs) what the farm is about? Yeah, absolutely. It is a 77-acre working horse farm in Chittenango. Um, we have 17 horses, um, about that, depending on uh, what horses we have there that day. Um, we have a donkey, um, we have chickens, and a couple other animals, three cats running around. And we offer, um, we have a paved bike track for um, going around on your bike. We have adaptive bikes. We offer summer programming out there, as well as horseback riding lessons um, and therapeutic recreation. And a fully inclusive playground. Yes. You can't forget about that. Can't forget about that. It's just a wonderful place open to it the is. public. And you've worked out there for how long? I believe this is my sixth year. I'd have to check to be sure. It's but I volunteered wonderful. prior to that. So Wonderful. And then recently you uh, received a special certification. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I went to school at SUNY Cortland for um, two of my four years, or no, I think three years. Um, and uh, I received my... Um, certification in therapeutic recreation so I am now a certified therapeutic recreation specialist and um, I work out at the farm using that degree every day now and we're really lucky and glad to have you out doing that can you tell folks what that certification means yeah absolutely so um, therapeutic recreation is the use of recreation to address the assessed needs of an individual so it is. It can be anything from adaptive horseback riding to using um, hand cycling to work on um, building muscle for an individual. It, it's very individualized. So whatever someone um, someone's goals are, we can use. We try to find a recreational modality to work towards those goals. So at the farm, we have options such as um, horseback riding. We do grooming, cart driving. Um, taking the bikes out, going for walks on the track. We have lots of different options, but therapeutic recreation in itself is using recreation as a therapy modality. That's um, so fascinating, and I would think as a layperson that because it is recreational, someone there's a built-in enjoyment factor it's just it's not just exercise and drudgery it's having some fun along the way exactly the biggest goal with therapeutic recreation is to um, improve someone's quality of life so we want people to enjoy their lives and have fun and build a a a leisure lifestyle for them that is meaningful and um, that they can enjoy and also working on some goals yes and the goals, they don't necessarily have to be physical goals, right? Some no. mental health issues as well? Absolutely. Um, I have a lot of, I think the majority of the individuals I work with right now have um, at least a comorbid mental health diagnosis. And a lot of what we work on is managing anxiety, um, emotion regulation, and we can use the animals and the farm to help build those skills. That is so interesting. Can you go into a little more detail and maybe give an example of how you use the animals and the setting at the farm to deal with some of those um, issues. Yeah, Um, so I have one individual um, who, she's a young teenager, and we use the horses to help um, work on our uh, anxiety management techniques. So 
we go out to the farm and um, we can use the horses to help teach breathing techniques, grounding techniques, and oftentimes, especially with younger kids who might not want to do that, they might not be as um, intrinsically motivated to work on you know, their breathing, right. we can practice those skills and show them with the horses how it's actually working. So the horses are um, prey animals by nature. And so they're constantly feeding off of the energy of people around them and paying attention to what's going on around them because that's what they have to do to survive in the wild. And so when the horses are, um, when they're around someone that's really anxious, their anxiety is naturally going to be a little bit higher because they're, they're paying attention to that. They need to be. And so when I am working with an individual who's a little bit more anxious and we then practice a grounding technique with the horse, so let's say we want to, I'm telling the individual we want to help the horse um, because they're a little bit nervous, Um, we would go through a different, whatever grounding technique I think would be applicable for the person, and then um, they can see the horse relax through different release behaviors that they do. So that can be anything from the horse yawning, Sometimes they blink a little bit more. You might see them licking and chewing a little bit, put their head down. Um, They might sigh. And those are all behaviors that I would show the individual at that point that this is them releasing that stress and you're actually helping the horse while you're doing this. And for um, older, older kids and adults, we can explain that and they can understand it. And for younger kids, they're now just practicing these um, activities, this exercise and they don't know they're helping themselves necessarily, but right. then we can use that in other aspects of their life. Like, okay, so let's say if you're around somebody that you're that might be anxious or you're feeling anxious, maybe we could try that and it would help you too. So there's cool ways to, to incorporate horses and then translate it over to real life as well. That is so fascinating. So in a sense, you're using the horses, sort of the barometer for the person to see in a real, in real time relax as that person is also relaxing and not realizing it. Yeah, exactly. Wow. It's a great tool. The horses are, you know, we do a lot of work, but the horses are um, the best tools that we have. Horses can teach teach everyone that I work with more than I probably do. <laughs> they are just such fantastic beings, um, and we would not be able to do the work we do without them. And it's... It, I should have realized this before, but I mean, I've always heard about horses being in tune with their riders and sensing if someone is a, on the on their backs and, and, and tense and afraid. But I never made that connection. It's because they're a prey animal, and this is part of their survival hardwiring. Yeah, even though you know they've been domesticated for centuries, they still have that instinctual. You know, we're prey, and that's why it's easy for them to get startled by things. And we tell people not to keep their umbrellas up when they walk into the arena or right make loud noises exactly and so they're constantly paying attention to what's going on around them and that that goes for the energy of the people around them too that's that's just fascinating what are some of the grounding techniques that you teach um there's a few different ones so one that i like to do a lot is called five four three two one and it helps ground people in the present moment by identifying five things they can um touch or see for things they can um, again see or touch so we can alternate their five senses throughout that so let's say if someone 
can point out five things they can see really easily, I might switch it up and make them do five things they can smell, <laughs> which is okay. not an easy thing to do. Right. Um, but well, it in really a barn, helps. it's easier. This is true. <laughs> There's a lot more smells. Um, but it it really helps ground people in the moment, and they go through five, five, four, three, two, one of different of their five senses. Um, we do a few different breathing exercises. I will have them um, put their hand on the horse, and we will draw just with our finger. I've actually used chalk before, though, to do it too on a couple of our darker horses, so right. it'll show up. And we will draw a box, and we trace that box, um, and we try to breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four, and then hold for four. It's called square breathing? Yes. Okay. Um, and it's it's nice to do it with the horses, and it's cool to note to afterwards and see, did you notice you were breathing with the horse or was the horse breathing with you did you notice the horse's breath change at all while you were doing this um so that's one thing they can notice especially with their hand on the horse it's right. easy to be able to to see that wow that's very cool so all of these things that we're talking about um are services that you offer to anyone that connects with arise right yes so how if someone's listening to this and they're thinking this is something neat that I'd like to check out or I have someone in my in my life that I think would benefit from this um, how do they go about getting in touch with you uh, what are the eligibility requirements just what are the first steps yeah so the application is on the website it's an online application um, anyone is eligible um, we have there's no age limits I do um, I think the oldest I've worked with was 95, and the youngest was two. That's a big um, range, <laughs> so two to 95. Range. Um, and so I don't really have any age requirements or anything, anything like that. Um, and the application is online. My email is also listed on our website. And our um, web address is ariseinc.org, so people mm -hmm. can find it there. And then as far as um, payment goes, we do self-pay and then people can pay through a self-direct budget through OPWDD as well. And that's the Office for People with Developmental Disabilities. So if um, folks are already getting that service, this is something they can put in their budgets as well. Yes, exactly. Okay. And then, um, so say someone does the application, they come to you, and then is the first step a, an assessment, or do they already come with an assessment? How does that work? So the application gives me a lot of information about what their goals are, um, diagnoses, anything that they feel is pertinent that would be helpful for me to know coming into the initial session. And then the first session that we do is an intake. So depending on, after I read through the app, the application, I can get an idea of what assessments I might want to do depending on their goals. So if someone is, um, you know, their main diagnosis is an anxiety disorder, then I might use a different assessment than I would for someone whose main diagnosis is a physical disability mm -hmm. and their goal is not to, to work on anxiety. So um, it, it varies, but it, I end up compiling whatever assessments I want to use. In the initial session, um, we go through those assessments. A lot of them are done through observation, especially for um, the younger clients. Right. And then talking with either with the individual or with their parents, depend, again, depending on the age. Um, and then we they get to go and we meet all the animals. We walk around the farm. Um, and it gives me an idea as well as to what activities they're going to be most drawn to. Um, and that's going to help me then work on the planning for the next sessions. Right. And that makes a lot of sense, um, not only in terms of what they're going to be interested in doing, but also as an independent living center, we're always focused on 
the person who comes to us really tells us what their goals are and what their interests will be, and we follow up with that. So it's very consistent. Definitely. And I, all of my sessions are very individual-led. I um, always want to work with the individual on what they want to do. We're never going to get anywhere if I'm forcing them to do something they don't want to do. Right. And so yeah, one example, I have a um, three-year-old that I work with, and there are days we have no interest in the animals, and instead we're working on um, communication with a bingo game that she finds in the tack room. Okay. And so there are days when we don't, we might not incorporate the animals because that's not what she's interested in that day. Um, so everything is very much individualized and focused on each person's needs and goals. Now, I understand you have a specific certification. How does that overlap with someone that might be um, getting speech therapy or physical therapy or occupational therapy? Yeah. So recreational therapy or therapeutic recreation is used in conjunction with those services. So um, oftentimes it's ideal for me to be able to consult with someone's um, speech therapist or physical therapist, occupational therapist, so I can talk to them and see what what they're working on in their sessions. And I can use, um, talk to the individual, and then we can come up with goals that incorporate recreation. So one example is um, I have a rider who needed to work on her um, shoulder strength. But doing PT exercises sitting at home is not always the most fun activity. Not at all. Um, So we incorporated it on the horse, and we did um, ring toss. And it was the same motion that she had to do in PT and that she had to do for her home exercises. But now we're doing a ring toss on the horse, which is inherently more enjoyable. (laughs) And it's a game, and there's a goal. Exactly. And so... um, we use the same goals that they might have in speech or um, physical therapy or occupational therapy, but at the same time, we're now trying to incorporate something that's going to be enjoyable and then therefore uh, more sustainable for them long term. So you can maybe, if we're doing turn the physical therapy exercise into a game, you're more likely to continue that right. after your discharge from physical therapy. Um, that makes total sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. I mean, you you obviously have a gift for this and I I know you're a very creative person and and just so committed to the success of individuals and and to the farm in general what what would you say is your motivation in this work um I have always been interested in this field and it was not until eight years ago that I actually realized what it was called and I wanted, I've always enjoyed working with people um, and helping people reach their individual goals. And I've always enjoyed trying to adapt um, different activities and games so that everyone can participate. Inclusion has been a part of my life since I was a kid, and it's always something I was really passionate about. And so to be able to bring together something that I've enjoyed my whole life, horses and animals, and just the barn atmosphere right along with being able to work with people and help them reach their goals has been something that i am so grateful for this has been a a dream job of mine since i was a kid i think Mm -hmm. um and it's been a uh fantastic career so far wonderful and i'm just grateful that you're here at arise and providing this really um wonderful service that more people should discover. So thanks for everything you do, Becky. Thank you so much.
For more information on how you can support Arise, visit our website at ariseinc.org. Support Arise, support independence.